Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up, and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby! Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and we are live right now. This is wild. This is like the next iteration of us coming to your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever you want to, whatever you want to put it. Or how, I don't even know. Fucking Ryan is here with me as always. Ryan, how you doing, bud? Yeah, we're live. I'm sure maybe like two people are actually watching this, so it doesn't really matter for for most of the people listening. But you know, another cool way for people to uh, to access us or definitely interact as well for for live questions. Feel free to add at the uh, Twitter account or myself or Blake personally. That we might get that uh, sooner. But yeah, either way, happy to uh, finally be doing this live after the uh, the hiccups yesterday. So yeah, should be another uh, good avenue to to hopefully grow and interact with, interact with people out there. Hell yeah, I'm excited because this is, I don't know, this is something I never thought I was going to do, and now we're here, and I'm doing it, and it's pretty damn cool, because I just enjoy talking about baseball. We had an awesome episode yesterday that we Mm -hmm. did that I absolutely loved. I listened back. I don't, admittedly, I don't listen back to as many episodes now as I did like in the beginning when we first started doing this. Now they kind of just get uploaded into the ether for you guys to enjoy but I enjoyed uh, recording yesterday's episode so much that I actually listened to it at work today, and it was a good episode. I said fuck a lot, so I'm going to try not to <laughs> this time around. But, you know, it, it is what I, it is. I heard you can get two-star reviews for saying the F word too much, so w- w- watch out for that. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say it like six times instead of seven. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this is pretty cool. Um, I mean, we're here to talk baseball. I, I have some... Uh, Great fantasy baseball invitational updates, of course, because my draft actually the people actually woke up in my draft. Like <laughs> picks were actually made. I have five people on my team. I had one yesterday. I have five now. And I messed up. I almost ooh, see, I caught myself with an F word. I messed up <laughs> and uh I didn't take a picture till the fifth round. Mm. And I, I need to I need to preface this by saying that I spent a lot of time last episode by talking about how I'm doing the I'm taking the picture early draft strategy. That is what I'm doing. And then today happened and I didn't take a picture till the fifth round, but I'm still happy with my team so far. Yeah, we we were both sold on that, you know, get back to back aces, double aces. But I also ended up uh, I took Michael Harris on my wraparound pick. So I have Judge and Harris in the outfield. And then the third round, I also took Nolan Arenado. I know you have him as well. Just the mm-hmm. the last of like the top, what's that? Top six third baseman there. It, it's fine waiting for someone later, but like if Arenado's there and there's no one else really that I loved, uh, so I, I went with him. I feel like I got third base covered now. I got two fifths of my outfield covered. So 
you know, 15 team leagues with, with five outfielders is not going to be, I've, I don't think too common for our listeners. So it's not worth going in like a lot of details too, but you know, yeah, <laughs> we're seeing, we're seeing here how important it is to get a few outfielders early, you know, th- third base too. third base. If it's pretty shallow after those, those top six. So mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable going with someone like a, like a Suarez, we like, like uh, Matt Chapman, someone like that, you know, Arenado, third, third pit, third round. Uh, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, I actually took Arenado apparently like right before my fantasy pros editor, and he tweeted it out like <laughs> right after the pick, and he tried to like save face by saying how he still got Michael Harris a second, so he was still he's still happy with it, but I, he's a little bitter, and I'm okay with it because I wanted somebody like Arenado on my team. He is the main reason that I ended up ditching the going pitching early. And partly because apparently everybody in my draft loves pitchers, which I'm okay, I'm okay with Knox and going hitter heavy early, but Arenado's a hard one to pass up on because he's gonna hit he I mean he hit, last year he hit 300 with 30 home runs and he's gonna score a ton of runs and drive in 100 RBIs. So I'm going a very power heavy build in the draft so far. I've got Schwarber, I've got Arenado, I've got Acuna. It's like I have big boppers that are going to help me kind of win that home run category. But the nice thing about Arenado and Acuna is they kind of balance out Schwarber's shitty batting average, which helps in a roto league where you do get dinged for those bad batting averages. But having a couple people in my lineup that are going to also hit over 300 makes me feel a little better about it, especially if he can hit 50 dingers. I wouldn't be mad about that. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that gave me pause about Arenado is that, Two years ago, his first year in St. Louis, he only hit 255, but and 253 the year before that. But like he's a career 289 hitter. He's going to put the ball in play. He's going to he's going to get hits and he's going to get up the counting stats. So uh, yeah, pass him up there with with my uh, third round pick. Now, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to get some pitching soon, but uh, that's a uh, discussion <laughs> for another day. And uh, so yeah, make sure you are subscribed to us on. Baseball Money is fake feed on Apple and Spotify. And if you are on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. Spotify, you can just leave us a five-star rating and let us know your thoughts on our Twitter, at Fake Baseball. Uh, definitely follow there. We're going to be going live now every show. Same tip Tuesday, Thursday, usually in the evening here, trying to find a third day to, to get going, either Monday or over the weekend or something. Also follow us on TikTok and YouTube. Uh, Blake is doing a great job there, and hopefully we'll be able to get our our YouTube live going at some mm-hmm. point. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out the Discord as well, sg.pn slash Discord. Uh, I want I want to see that baseball channel get almost as active as the hockey channel this season. Please, you can't, you can't catch hockey, but you, you want to have <laughs> more than a, a few comments a day. I want to be the second most active channel in the Discord. Like, there's a few of us, and now the spring training is coming around. It is heating up a little bit. Like, there's there's some chatter in there, which is kind of nice. I just I need more people to talk baseball with. And here at SGPN, these are my people, and I need to talk baseball with my people instead of just talk. Right now, I just talk about baseball with you, and then like random people on Twitter, and yeah. like I mean, some random people, some not so random. I talk a lot of baseball with uh, Mike Curlin from the Athletic, who. Shout out you, Mike, for giving me that Twitter shout out. That was really fucking cool. Got me a bunch of followers today. I am almost at 800. So not that I want to like self-promote myself at all, but if anybody wants to help me get to 800 followers, that would be cool as hell. Like I'd, I'm not somebody that's really been very big on like social media followings and any of that throughout my life. So now that I kind of have one, it's like a really surreal kind of feeling and I'm enjoying it. 
And a lot of it's thanks to this platform that apparently you guys like me. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. And then, yeah. And also please follow the YouTube because I'm putting a lot of work in on the YouTube. That shit's tough. Like, these people that do it like for a living and all that, I get it. And I don't, I only do like, I don't do, I don't do the basics. I do like one step up from the basics, but like the people that do this for a living, I don't know how like editing videos and finding content and putting knowing the right hash i don't even fucking know like it's <laughs> so props to them if you could help us out with a couple like subscribers on the youtube that would be really cool especially when we get the live going up but enough about social media i want to yeah, talk about baseball i'm hoping we can we can have that uh youtube going we can get some live live comments live interaction there yeah we can get that going and make sure you check out winbet winbet's the official online sports book of the sports gambling podcast network winbet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays aka winbet's build your own bet march madness is almost here plus plenty of other ways to win getting down on the nba nhl and xfl sign up today to receive a special offer bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollars limited to state availability and of course, for our DGENs only, if you had the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where playthrough is available. If you have somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN merch store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgallonpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. Great, uh, some good uh, t-shirts over there. Baseball money is fake. Getting hats too, so make sure you check out the merch store to uh, to rep some uh, baseball money is fake. Yeah, I am uh, a little inside baseball money is fake. Uh, I leave at seven a.m. tomorrow for Arizona. I'm going to spring training, bitches. I am going to wear my baseball money is fake hoodie all over there so that everybody has to ask me what the hell baseball money is fake is and i can just promote the podcast probably drunk with the beer in my hand it's gonna be top tier promo also beck i see you in the comments i i I agree i should be at 800 followers by now especially you flew past me by the way i remember i think i first started interacting with you and you had like 100 followers so props to you for already being that almost 900 but uh yeah i will be at spring training i'll be enjoying the hell out of it i think i'm going to three games at least when I'm down there, that's like the already set in stone three games. And then okay. we're going to go to some Mariners practices while we're down there. And then we're probably going to catch another extra game or two as well. Cause that's mainly what the trip is. Like uh, it's me, my family, and then uh, my girlfriend's parents and her stepbrother are all going down there. Uh, the girls are going to hang out with the kids, go to the pool, do that sort of thing. We're going to take a day to go to the grand Canyon. And then me and her stepdad and her stepbrother baseball just all the time baseball and we're gonna golf which i'm terrible at but i don't think it matters when you're like on vacation in arizona you can you can be bad at it yeah. it's cool yeah but uh, yeah let's, let's get into some baseball here yes uh, ho- hopefully yes. those uh beers you're drinking are light beers much like our <laughs> uh format of the show today we were debating about what today i was like you know look at player a versus player b or like look at find a player that's like a light version of like a better player so I have a few guys. Well, uh, they're all in the top 180p, and then there's someone that I think is comparable to them, a light version of them that is, you know, four, five, six, seven, ten rounds later, and you can get them and not necessarily have to pay as much for them in draft capital or in auction if you're if you do auction drafts. 
So uh, yeah, uh, who who are your your first your most I don't know one you're most excited to talk about? Okay, one it, I'll just write down the very first one that I wrote down in my little notes app here. So Glaber Torres right now. I'm not. We talked about maybe should we do like try and make each other guess. I'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there. My first one is okay. Glaber Torres. He's at 112. Somebody that you can get later on that could be like a Glaber Torres light especially at that very shallow second base position, Ryan McMahon for Colorado. They're projected very similar stats. Oh, phone charger's caught. There we go. Okay. Uh, they're projected very similar stats. Glaber's a guy that's going to hit about 260 with 20 home runs, probably driving 70, 80 runs out there in New York. He may score a few more runs than Ryan McMahon. Somebody just walked in my front door. I thought I unplugged that. But uh, yeah, Ryan McMahon could be had all the way at uh, pick 209. So you can get him just shy of 100 picks later. And you're going to get, you might not get quite as good a production as Glaber, but at second base where it is so shallow, you're going to get very, very similar production. And he has third base eligibility as well. So if you're kind of on the fence between Glaber and uh, I don't know somebody else in that in that range, like maybe like a, a mid-tier pitcher, you can be more comfortable taking that mid-tier pitcher and then grab somebody like McMahon later on. Yeah, and you have that, you have that course field factor, obviously, for McMahon. So definitely start him in all home games. Maybe get someone you can like platoon him with or have a bench second baseman. But yeah, I don't don't mind that at all. I don't think Glaber should be the... I don't know. I, I think people are kind of sleeping on Glaber. He could be better than he is, but you know he still has to show that. He still has to do that yeah. on the field. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think I think that's a good one. Uh, sticking at second base here, I have uh, everyone's favorite here, uh, Tommy Edmond, second base shortstop eligible. Okay, okay. His ADP is seventy two, which is smack dab uh, sixth round right there. I'm looking ADP one sixty seven, which is almost the fourteenth round, almost a hundred picks later. You got a uh, Tyro Estrada, who, who was your shortstop sleeper. He also has second base shortstop mm-hmm. outfield. Uh, last year, Edmund had 13 home runs, 57 RBIs, 32 stolen bases, hit 265. Estrada had 14 home runs, 62 RBIs, 21 stolen bases, and hit 260. So slightly more power, more RBIs. Got a hit there at stolen bases, but I think uh, that's you know going to be different this year with the bigger bases. Stolen bases might be uh, diluted a little bit, but there is a there is a big uh, down there in Edmund bats towards the top of the Cardinals order or has in the past, I believe. So he had 95 runs last year and Estrada has had 71, but I think still, you know, Edmund is, is someone people look at as like an all around guy, not going to hurt you anywhere. I don't think Estrada will either. I don't know if I want to have him starting. I wouldn't want to have Edmund starting either, but having Estrada as a util middle infielder, second base shortstop outfield, I think, I think is a great option. Yeah, I, I love Estrada, and even though somebody's leaving my house now, that's cool. Uh, um, actually, shout out my mom for dropping my kid off. That's what that was. But uh, the thing that I like about Estrada this year is he does have that ding and runs a little bit, but the Giants have a sneaky good lineup, so he could be in line to score some more runs. They they still got Jock Peterson. They added Michael Conforto. They added Mitch Hanniger. So, like, they half added Carlos Correa and then sent him back. So, like, they, they have some more power in that lineup that could – he could be in play to score some more runs. We'll have to see. He will have to hit towards the top of that order. But it's not unheard of, but that's a really good pick, especially being that much farther down the ADP chart or board 
chart board, chart board, whatever you want to call it. Like he, he's somebody that, again, you can, you can wait and pick somebody like Estrada. I love Estrada. Like you mentioned, he was my sleeper. Yeah. And well, he's got multi-position eligibility as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I also had uh, what Merrifield marked down here as you know, Ooh. someone that could be a, a light version bounce back candidate. Second base outfield eligible, um, 11 home runs, 58 RBIs, hit 250, only 70 runs, 16 stolen bases. So he'll contribute across the board. It should be a uh, in a better Blue Jays lineup. It's going to be his second year there. Maybe he'll feel more comfortable and get back to you know what he was a few years ago with the Royals. But yeah, I think Whit Merrifield is someone I mentioned possibly as one of my sleepers or just, you know, in, in the second base episode as someone I think you could probably wait on and still get a solid option there. Yeah. Cause didn't he hit almost 300 in Toronto in his uh, games that he was there? Oh, I, I thought he was really bad in Toronto, but I, really? I, I think it was it. the opposite. Um, Overall last year, he hit two, 281 in Toronto, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, with, there we go. with five home runs in 44 games, opposed to six home runs in 95 games with, with uh, KC. I remember so maybe, I wrote about maybe him. there's something to that. Yeah, Ex excellent point, excellent pick by me. Uh, Merrifield, very good pick. Uh, I remember writing about Whit Merrifield towards the beginning of last year. Uh, he started really slow. Again, we've kind of been hitting on those guys that started really low last year because of the lockout and for whatever other reasons. Uh, Merrifield started last year just hitting atrocious against fastballs i think at one point he was hitting like 221 off of fastballs earlier in the season and then he picked it up at the end of the year and that's kind of when the bounce back came back and i think getting out of kansas city was good for the mental health like get your get yourself up to toronto get in a better lineup where you're actually playing meaningful baseball for a change and yeah the five home runs in 44 games is pretty promising because that could put him he could hit 18 again this year and he has the speed to steal 20 25 bases still so even if he just hits 260 this year with 18 home runs and 25 stolen bases, that's a pretty good year. That's kind of ambitious to think Merrifield could do that for a full season, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. And I also vote that we just refer to bases as pizza boxes from now on, because you did that last episode at one point, <laughs> and I was like, I like that. Like, we'll just stick with pizza boxes. Yeah, works for me. Uh, but my second that I have here. What position you got? Uh, shortstop. Shortstop. I got a shortstop. This one, they're a little closer in ADP, but they're still kind of farther apart. Okay. So the first one's Tatis at Ooh. number 20. I, I mean, this one's not much of a stretch, but my one with Tatis would be O'Neill Cruz. You take a hit in the average department, even though he did hit like 255 or 258 <laughs> in the second half. So he's there's a stretch there, but he he has the power and speed combo that you look for in Tatis. <sighs> He's at pick 75. So again, he's like five or six rounds later. So it's later. It's not crazy later, but it's later. And especially with Tatis missing almost the first month of the season. You don't really enjoy that one very much. It's it's definitely a take. Uh, I don't think Cruz quite has the, the same power that Tatis has because when Tatis has been healthy, he's averaging 48 home runs per 162 games. He had 42 home runs in, in 2021. I know he has that, that time off. He's going to come back, uh, miss a few weeks to start the season. But, one second. Keep going. But I, yeah, you're good. I, I don't know here if, if Cruz would be the guy I would look for as, as a light version of, of Tatis. Uh, I thought Blake was possibly going here somewhere 
don't know. I, I know. I know he's a big, been a big fan of uh, Willie Adamas. There, Adamas had 31 home runs, 98 RBIs last year, hit 238, which was very similar to O'Neill Cruz. So uh, I thought possibly you were going to go with uh, Willie Adamas. I thought that was going to be your your light version of Tatis. But uh, I mean, Cruz has the potential. He has the potential, but I wouldn't want to. I'd rather risk it on Tatis sooner than then cruise later or just wait for Wander Franco after that or someone like, you know, Jeremy Pena or Correa after that. I was trying to find a way to it, I'm it probably would have worked. I wanted to find a way to do like a uh Willie Domus is a light version of Corey Seager, but they're only like 40 picks apart by average ADP, so I didn't think that was much of a light version cuz they're like 3 rounds apart from each other. Because it fits, yeah. it's just a little, a little different. Adamas just doesn't have the speed that Tatis has. Like, if Adamas could steal like fifteen bases or twenty bases, then maybe. But mm-hmm. he's 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 a he's a bopper. He's not a a yeah. stealer, a pizza yeah. stealer. Only only eight stolen bases last year. But I, I think Adamas could be one of those shortstops that you know people get one of the top ten shortstops, and then he falls below his ADP, especially in twelve team leagues where you only have a shortstop and don't have middle infield. Cause like, cause like, I mean, you have Adamas, Pena, Correa, Rosario. I could see Adamas falling into that category, and then mm-hmm. by that point, absolutely scoop him up. Yeah, and also that was my son. He he wanted he wanted to see me. He absolutely had to well, see me. I, I don't blame him. But I I don't either. I mean, <laughs> I'm an awesome dad. And he just got home and he really really wanted to see me. So I apologize for stepping away. But no problem. He's he's six. He wanted to he wanted to say hi to his yeah. dad real quick. But uh, who do you got next on your list? One of, I mean, I, I went position by position. I am okay. going to go to uh, first base, which is, I think, mm. you know, you could possibly uh, guess who I have here. My my uh, first first baseman had 34 home runs, 103 RBIs, no stolen bases, and hit 240 last year with 86 runs. He has a quite a high ADP. My second um, first baseman had two fewer runs, two more home runs. Nine fewer RBIs, two stolen bases, and hit 242. And he's drafted seven rounds later than the first guy. Is the first one Matt Olson? First one is Matt Olson. And the second is the second one like CJ Crone? It's close, close to CJ Crone. What's their ADP? Uh, 127.9. Oh, it's right after. Uh, Who else we've been hyping up? No, th- this one, this one's kind of cheating because Olsen did have a bit of a down year, and this guy did have a big year. But I think the year before it... he was he was still solid. The year before like, he had a uh, Mark he, Reynolds. He, he, he had Mark Reynolds. Is, is, is he still active? <laughs> right. It's a, it's a it's a former team of Mark Reynolds. Uh, shit, shit. I don't know. Christian Walker. There we go. There we yeah, go. That's a good yeah. one. I forgot he hit 240. That's dumb of me. Yeah. I should have known he hit yeah. fucking I mean, but 240. The year before, he only had 10 home runs. Did have 29 back in 2019, but we know the balls were juiced then. So kind of cheating there, cherry-picking just, just one-year stats. But <laughs> no, I, That's I'm okay. We allow with, it. I'm going with it. I think uh, seven rounds later, I'll, I'll wait for him and take a flyer rather than taking Matt Olson. And then also another first baseman here, uh, ADP of 156. Also 35 home runs, 89 RBIs, hit 219, only 67 runs. But, you know, he has that power. Rowdy. Rowdy. 
Uh, we're all about him. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, he's on my, my uh, must draft board in the TGFBI since I'm doing like that really strong power build now, which if you're one of the people in the live that is watching this and you are in my draft, don't take Rowdy <laughs> just to spite me, please. I, need I don't know. This. I don't know why you're telling your strategy to, to everybody. You know what? We, that's what we do around here. We we give away the freebies <laughs> but not so specific, that people can use them against us. Specific draft. You're like, oh, in this draft right now, that is a slow draft. I am targeting <laughs> this player. I'm just saying in general, I like this player. You know, in a in a normal league, but because yeah, the TGF FBI is is a, not a normal league for most people. It's 15 that's games, true. deep rosters. So I think there's a, just a and it's and it's roto. Most people don't even like. I yeah. have done a roto league in a while. I had to look up like basic roto draft strategies to make sure. I wasn't completely screwing up what I was doing. I'm not yet, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, did you have any first baseman on your list? First baseman on my list, I did not. All I have left on my list is I have a shortstop. I know, well, another shortstop and an outfielder. Before we get to there, let's uh, make sure we shout out Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts. Also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Of course, that's also where we did our best ball draft way back when. feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do, do one of those maybe for a, for a bonus episode upcoming. I am considering, I don't know if I've, I've told you this or if it's just myself, because if I, if I tell you, you're going to want to do it. And I don't know if I want to definitely do it. Uh, no, I think I've asked you this before. Ryan Kramer of the uh, flagship show does yes, sir. 24 hours of fantasy football best ball drafts in the offseason. I'm considering maybe not 24 hours, but like 12 hours, a lot of hours to be on camera, but like we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll do some sort of marathon draft. We'll, we'll pick a Saturday and we'll at least do a few hours a row of that. But I, I have to talk to him about like, you know, any strategies to prepare for it. Like, like, is it worth it? I'm sure it's worth it, but yeah, I'm we'll sure see. It's worth it. And I think we could work that out. Like Kramer's an animal. Cause he does it pretty much by himself. Like just for mm-hmm. the 24 hours. He has like some guests come on, but he's just a man for 24 hours. Yeah. I'm sure we could find a way to do it where we did it like this, where we're both on the screen. And then just like at the four hour mark, you go grab some lunch for like a half an hour. And then I'll draft, I'll do a draft by myself on That's here. And cheating. then like it's cheating. It's cheating, but it's not. I'm just trying to find ways. I will sit on camera for 12 hours. I've been doing this we'll long enough well- now that I'm I'm comfy. Kind of. we'll, we'll see what, what, what we can uh, kind of come up with that oh that would be Jeff is here that, that would likely be the uh weekend of the st patrick's day weekend the 17th is the friday so i do have my two other drafts on the 25th so it won't be the last weekend but yeah maybe we'll do that um other next weekend when it's when uh daylight savings goes or the following one, or we won't do it at all. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> let us know. There's a lot of possibilities. We could do a lot of things. Let us know if you really want to see that, and and I'll I'll do it. I guess. All right. Who, who do you have next on all your? Right. Uh, so um, let me just run list. through my, my quick ones here. Uh, catcher, I have uh, Salvador Perez, who had a, had a down year last year. ADP sixty four, uh, twenty three home runs, 60, 76 RBIs, hit two fifty four, and four hundred forty five at bats. Then you got a William Contreras going to Milwaukee. I love him there. He had 100 fewer yeah. at-bats. 
19 more runs, five fewer home runs, 10 fewer RBIs. Hit 250 as well. He's being drafted uh, ADP 108, which is in the ninth round, four rounds later there. Then, of course, big dumper, Cal Riley, has 27 home runs, 69 RBIs. He only hit 211. Only 370 at-bats, though. Hopefully he'll get more uh, consistent at-bats this year. And he's going 151. He's going on 12th round. He's one of those, you know, if you're in a single catcher league, get him as like the 10th tenth catcher or so and you can you can be, be good with him that so first of all i need to comment on william Contreras because i think a lot of people they're not overlooking him i think i have william Contreras as my number seven catcher this year because i think i have salvi at five mj melendez at six and then william Contreras at seven uh he hit like 20 whatever home runs in like 100 games uh, and people think that's kind of fluky. It's really not. Uh, it's something he's been on that kind of a home run tear in his limited time in the previous. I think he played parts of two seasons before that. The same kind of home run production. And he goes to Milwaukee, which is so much better for right-handed hitting. I think it's a top five by uh, parks, uh, park factors for right-handed hitters in terms of home runs. So he goes to a place that's legitimately good for right-handed power hitters as a right-handed power hitter and big dumper. I big dumper is the man. He's the fucking man that he had like a 15% barrel rate, which would have been top 10 in baseball last year. Had he qualified. And the one positive for him is he didn't really have a backup last year, a backup catcher. Kyle Raleigh was pretty much the catcher for almost the entire year because the main backup, Tom Murphy got hurt. And so we didn't really have we had Luis Torrens, who a real who's who of a catcher. Uh, but Tom Murphy is healthy this year. He's playing in spring right now. So that'll give Big Dumper a chance to get some rest every once in a while that he needs. So he doesn't just kind of extend the gas tank all the way out. And then he's out there running on fumes because there's nobody else to play behind the behind the mat or behind the fucking mound <laughs> to play behind home. There's nobody else to play catcher. So. He can hit – I don't know if he's going to have 28 home runs like he had last year. I would love it if he did because as a Mariners fan, there's nothing better than a big dumper dinger. But I he, realistically, he's probably a 22 to 25 home run guy this year. But he could hit 230 or 240, which doesn't sound, doesn't sound like that really good. But I think he hit like 215 or something last year. So it'll be a boost in average. He ended the year much better than he started it uh, that first April – and all that really kind of messed up his, I'm really trying to watch my language really messed up his, uh, his stats there towards the end of the year. So big dumper is a good one. He's my number. I think I have him as my number 11 catcher, but he could end the year in the top eight. And I, I think he would be perfectly okay there. Yeah. Uh, someone else I had here, uh, is Alex Bregman who, you know, he had a few good years, 2018, 2019, but last year, 23 home runs, 93 RBIs, uh, 93 runs, hit 259, uh, one stolen base. So, you know, he's going to contribute in most categories there. Mm -hmm. Definitely good counting stats for the Astros. But um, I do have uh, Eugenio Suarez there as well. Uh, Bregman's ADP is 70. Suarez is 150. But I want to point out Brandon Drury, who also has first base, second base, and third base eligibility. I know he uh, took a bit of a step back in San Diego, but hopefully in the, with the Angels he can you know regain his power form. 
87 runs, 28 RBI, 28 home runs, 87 RBIs, hit 263. So five more home runs in Bregman, six fewer runs in RBIs, but hit better than him and is being taken almost 10 rounds later, 100, 100 picks later. So Drury, someone I think is is someone good to target, especially in in leagues where you value that that versatility, especially you know the league we're in right now. You could you could get him for mm-hmm. a uh, other middle infield, corner infield utility guy you know if he doesn't pan out it doesn't pan out you drop him but i think he's someone to, to definitely keep an eye on and yeah and he is in the adp range where like you just said if he doesn't pan out you can drop him and it's okay it's not like you're dropping the top five when your top five picks and like you really struggle with that but i don't think drew is going to hit the 20 home runs that he hit last year and he hit 20 he hit a little over 20 last year 28 yeah, there we go. I I don't think he's got 20 home run power in LA, but he's got a hundred run potential. Like I feel like this is the fourth episode in a row. We mentioned that they have like six guys that can hit 20 or more home runs. So there's going to be plenty of run scoring opportunities out there. And we value that multi-position versatility so much, especially a guy that does have many different positions he can play. I like that pick a lot. I, I was looking for a comp for Bregman. I ran out of time before we started, but I was looking for one for Bregman. And I was looking for one for Matt Olson before too. So I was happy that you, that you found one for Matt Olson and it worked perfectly. I don't even remember who I was going to say. It was not Christian Walker, but the Christian Walker one was perfect. I mean, CJ Crone's like first base, I think is one of the positions where unless you get someone that's like contributing elitely in all categories, you can, if you're just going for power there, you can wait. Yeah, uh, I I agree. Who's your final guy? So you had a shortstop. Uh, I have a shortstop and I got an outfielder. Okay, perfect. So we'll do, we'll I, I have an outfielder first. as well. we'll do, yeah, do shortstop. So the first shortstop is Lindor. Okay. Okay. At at thirty, I th- froze. I, I didn't yeah. freeze. My brain froze at thirty. I, I have the shortstops up with their with their last year's stats. Okay. Um, is this where you're going, Adamus? Are you going? Uh, uh not Adamus. You going Jimenez there? Jeremy Pena. You love yep. Jeremy Pena. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I can hear it in your voice the second you said it. I didn't even need to respond. <laughs> yeah. This Jeremy Pena won because I love Jeremy Pena. He's like my eighth-ranked shortstop, which That's you insane. almost had a brain aneurysm over. But also because they're, Lindor's going to hit for a higher average. Lindor's like a 290 hitter. Pena's probably like a 265 or 270 hitter. But – they're probably both going to hit 20 to 25 home runs. They're going to steal 10 to 15 bases. They're going to both score 80 runs and they're going to drive in 70. That, Lind- that- Lindor is going to have 90 runs, at least, at least 90 RBIs like last year. Like you think last Pena year was just could- like the best he's going to be. No, the Pena's hitting seventh. Lindor's hitting third for as much as we, who, who has a better lineup. Um, Who's going to be on base after Jordan Abreu and Tucker. I mean, you're gonna have the Pena. Mets have, yeah, they're gonna be no on base for him, <laughs> and after him they have uh, Chaz McCormick and uh, and Martin Maldonado that could be hitting him in, and Lindor's hitting hitting three in that Mets lineup with that fucking nerd Brandon Demo, <laughs> Starling Marte, and Alonzo behind him. Like, I'm not I'm not a big Lindor fan, but put put some put some respect just, on his name. You, there is I, we're looking for light versions. Okay. I, there's some respect on his name. It, this is this is more of a Jeremy Pena appreciation tweet than a, a, a Lindor negative. 
I just think the the output is similar. He's not gonna yeah. he's not gonna get the same runs and RBIs. He's probably gonna come up ten to fifteen short on both at least. But the average will be similar. The power will be similar. The stolen bases will be similar. And you can get him for like eighty like eighty picks later at one hundred and ten. Yeah. Do you foresee yourself taking any uh, of the top shortstops? Because like I don't know if I'll be able to take one unless they they fall down down a lot because we know how deep shortstop is. No, I I passed on Lindor. Probably Lindor, yeah. Man, he was up. Lindor was still there in the fourth round. I, if I remember correctly, I had pick. Oh shit! Uh, quick math. Uh, 50, 58. I picked fifty-eight, and Lindor was still there, I believe. Or no, third round. I picked uh, forty. I can't fucking do math. Forty-three. <laughs> forty-three, and Lindor was still there, and I passed on him, even though he was like the thirtieth ranked player or whatever. I can't do it. I can't. I can't take Lindor that high. I can't. Even Willie Adamas, I think I might pass on because he. Even he's like, I. I don't. I can't take one that early. There's so many good ones that you can get later on that I. I don't need to use that draft capital on a guy that I can find very similar production fifty picks later. Like I think you said there was uh, 17 shortstops in the top 100 at one point or something like that. And Correa was the 18th at like mm-hmm. 108. Yeah. Like I, I would take Correa. Yeah. I, I would wait for the 18th and take Correa. I'm perfectly fine with that. All right. So who's your, uh, who's your outfield then? My outfielder is Brian Reynolds, number 83. Okay. Probably, you're going to hate this one too. Uh, 37. It's a reach. Obviously, Seth Brown is not as good. Seth Brown, okay, Oakland yeah. Athletics. I I also have Brown <laughs> yeah, as a uh, as a light version of someone. What did you say the ADP of uh of him of Reynolds is? Eighty three. Okay, I have someone uh seventy three. George Springer. Oh, love it. Yeah, I think love it. I mean, yeah, you, you're the big Seth Brown fan, so go go ahead. Oh, uh, he uh, <laughs> he's not going to hit for the the average, obviously. But in the second half last year, he hit 250, which raised his average up from, I think, the first half. He hit like 210, 211 in the first half. So 250 in the second half. Uh, he's another one of those guys. He has an excellent home run rate. Like he hit 25 last year. He hit uh, in like 140 games. I think he hit 20 in 109 games the year prior or 110 games the year prior. So he he's got some good he swings some good wood. Uh, <clears throat> he did see that home run rate jump a little bit in the second half, and he's again he's not going to hit for the average that Brian Reynolds hit for. He's not going to hit two seventy five or two eighty, but they're both twenty five home run to thirty home run guys. Brian Reynolds playing in Pittsburgh, Seth Brown playing in Oakland. They're going to have about the same RBI and run scoring opportunities. So. When it comes down to it, I'm okay if I take Seth Brown 175 picks later. Even though I I love Brian Reynolds, like I I almost took Brian Reynolds. I think he went two picks before me, so I love Brian Reynolds. But I really love Seth Brown, especially one thing I've never talked about with Seth Brown. The like we've talked about him on here. I wrote him up. He had like a in the second half. He had a barrel rate of like almost 17 percent last year, which is nuts. He had a top 10 barrel rate in baseball. I think he was 13 percent overall for the year which is more than double league average. He's good. He just plays for a shitty team. Yeah. 
the, the the one guy that I had as a as a less less lighter version of Springer was uh, Taylor Ward there at ADP 112, Ooh. only 40 picks after Springer, but that's still three three plus rounds there. Similar home runs, similar RBI numbers, 25 versus 23, 76 versus 65. Ward hit 281. Springer hit 267. Springer did have uh, 16 more runs, though, 89 versus 73, and nine more stolen bases, 14 against as opposed to five. But, yeah, Ward had that injury we talked about the other show. So, you know, coming in hopefully healthy to this season into a top an Angels lineup that, you know, I picked to uh, win the AL West in my AL Futures uh, article. I noticed I didn't get any, uh, and I haven't tweeted that out yet, but I will. Uh, I'm assuming Blake <laughs> didn't like it because I did not pick the the Mariners there. But I, I couldn't. I, me. I, I couldn't take the Astros and like the, I think it's eleven to one for the Angels. If they stay healthy, they're going to be up there. So and, they're going to score runs. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you have another one? No. That, that I mean. Yeah, but I don't actually like it. The other one I had was was Ced- Cedric Mullins at fifty and Tyro Estrada at one sixty seven, just because Mullins had, had a down year last year at thirty first stolen bases, but Estrada had twenty one. Uh, Mullins only had eighteen more runs, two more home runs, three more RBIs, thirteen stolen bases, and a lower average by two points. But he also had over a hundred more at bats, and he also has much more talent in a better lineup than Tyro Estrada. So <laughs> I don't love that one. I do like Mullins this season as to get back to what he was two years mm-hmm. ago. But, you know, if you're not a believer in him and, and you're thinking about taking him at in the fifties, you know, maybe wait and just get a, a depth outfielder and try to get Estrada as a util man. I was just going to ask what, what version of uh, Mullins do you think we're going to get this year? The 2021 or the 2022? I I really don't know. It's it's going to be tough to see. I, I don't think it'll be somewhere in between. I think it, thirty home runs down to sixteen, fifty nine RBIs up to sixty four. He'll probably get twenty to like twenty three home runs, sixty five RBIs, hit two seventy five, steal thirty plus stolen bases, steal thirty plus bases, get ninety runs. So he'll be a solid outfielder. It'll be like a, a yeah. solid guy to plug in there. But I think you could. You could wait and get someone, someone like Estrada, a lot later. But I mean, don't wait on outfield, as as both of us have shown in, yeah. in our early early drafts here. Outfield is is crucial. Yeah, and I'm, I'm. I don't want to say I'm out on Cedric Mullins. I'm just one of those people that the power numbers were so vastly different between 21 and 22. I need to see what version of him there is this year before I even mm. consider like making a trade for him. Just because I think a lot of the potential for that power to come back is baked into his ADP, which I think I don't off the top of my head. I'm just, I think it's like 55. It's 50. Or, yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that bounce back is baked into the ADP. And the problem is if he doesn't bounce back and he is like a 16 to 18 home run guy that steals 30 bases, he's not worth the 50th pick. All of a sudden he's worth like the 80th pick or the 90th pick. And so I, I couldn't risk it for the biscuit at 50 i understand if people do i just that's a lot of risk to take i'm i'm down to take some risks jazz eloy guys like that that are health related but not like oh you had a full healthy year and your barrel rate was cut in half as were your home runs like i i can't do that yeah that's a fair point and like five picks after cedric mullins is adolis garcia who we've also talked about as mm-hmm. someone that's a 
a good power hitter that should be in a, in a better lineup in Texas. So yeah, outfield it's, it's shallow this year. So make sure you make sure you get them early. Yeah. I'm very early, but I think, I think that's all we've got for this episode. Yeah. Good with me. So I appreciate uh, everybody listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, checking it out on YouTube. If you're checking it out there, if you're one of the people watching the clips, appreciate you. Uh, and if you're one of the people that joined us in the live, we actually had a bunch of people come and watch us live on Twitter, which wow. caught me off guard. So thank you, everybody, for coming and checking us out. We really appreciate it. I personally will not be back on the pod until the end of next week. <sighs> we will have a fill-in host. I haven't gotten a firm commitment, but <laughs> we should have a, a fill-in host or I'll just do a uh, a solo podcast oh, just talking about baseball. For, for I would love hour. it if you did a solo pod. I, I did that for the Hockey Island podcast for, for Wednesday Slate. So if you're a hockey fan, make sure you check that out if you want to hear me ramble on some more. But uh, yeah, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. Make sure you uh, YouTube, TikTok at Fake Baseball Money. And make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed, not just the SGPN Network feed. Make sure you get us the downloads on our feed. That's what really matters to help this show individually grow. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do so we can do more cool stuff and do some uh, 24 hours of best ball drafts later this month or later next month because it's not March yet. But when you listen to it, probably be March by now. Yep. Very true. And... You can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. Oh.